one of the best things about sports is that literally anything could happen at any time. And with that in mind, here's what's happening today. Coach Pat Kilby and I are bringing you our five bold predictions for the 2022-23 UNC basketball season. Hang on, folks. It might get a little wild. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. He's Paxton Kilby. I'm Isaac Shade, and we want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now to make sure that you don't miss a second of your team every day. We'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, Pat Kilby, this is going to be a fun one. So folks, here's what's going to happen. Pack has prepared a list of five bold predictions for this upcoming season. I have prepared a list of five bold predictions for this upcoming basketball season, and we're going to share them with you. But it needs a little bit of setup so that you understand what a bold prediction is and what it is not. For example, it is not a bold prediction to say Armando Baycott is going to become UNC's all-time leading rebounder because that's actually highly likely to happen this season. Tyler Hansborough has 1,219. Baycott has 1,001, so he only needs 219 to set that record. That's not a bold prediction because he's literally had more rebounds than that every season he's played at North Carolina. That is likely to happen. What is a bold prediction? A bold prediction is something that's more likely to not happen than it is to happen. It's not impossible, or that would be dumb for us to say it. It is something in the crazy world of sports that could technically happen it's just a little bit out there and a little bit outlandish but that's why we're here is to bring you what we think it just might be wild enough to happen so here's how this is going to go down pack and i literally have not i have no idea what he's prepared he has no idea what i've prepared so we're learning each other's lists in real time i love that we're going to trade off pack's going to go first and we're just going to go back and forth until we've each stated our five bold predictions now, folks, listening and watching, here's what we need from you. We want you to hop into the YouTube comments and let us know your bold predictions for this season. What are they? What's going to happen? Share them. Can't wait to hear what craziness you come up with. All right, Pac, you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, you started off, brother. Hit us with okay. your first bold prediction. All right, well, before I get going, the first thing I want to do is kind of let the listeners know how I did my predictions. I started from the least crazy per se <laughs> and I work to the most crazy so Love it. Uh, this first one is going to be maybe a little bit less dramatic but it's still a bold prediction nonetheless and I'll explain why I have the Tar Heels going 16 and 4 in ACC regular season play now that and I have that being good enough for first place in the ACC absolutely and why is that a bold prediction well I'll tell you because Carolina plays some tough 
uh, road stretches. You know, yep. they have yep. a couple of those like Saturday, Monday turnarounds where it's, you know, you play on Saturday, you get 24 hours and you play on Monday. And so uh, they have a couple of turnarounds, you know, they host or they play Virginia this year. Um, I just, I think it's a tough ACC slate and I think Carolina's going to be battle tested. And so to be 16 and four at the end of it and winning the regular season ACC uh, championship, I think means a whole lot. And I expect the Tar Heels to do that. Okay. I love that. There's Pat Kilby's first one. Now uh, for my first one, I had said Armando, something else about Armando Baycott, but my legit first bold prediction is also going to involve him. Armando Baycott will become the all-time NCAA single season double, double record holder. Now, similar to Pac's first one, this might seem like it's not that bold of, her, of a prediction because last year he tied David Robinson's NCAA record with 31 that David Robinson set in 1985-86. So that might seem to you like, oh, that's likely to happen again, right? Why is this a bold prediction? Because it's not likely to happen again. Everything has to go so perfectly right to just rack up double doubles like this from health to actually doing the double-double each game, to playing enough games for this. Keep in mind, Carolina only plays 31 regular season games in total. So for him to get to 32 to set the record, like he's got to do it night in and night out. Think about it. Prior to last year when he set 31, the highest anyone had ever gotten in the recorded history of Carolina is 23. That was Bryce Johnson back in the 2015-16 season. It's just really hard to do. When Mondo did it all six games of the NCAA tournament last year, first person to ever record six double-doubles in one NCAA tournament. Hear me say this is incredibly tough to do. Now, the points, that ain't going anywhere. He's going to get enough points on a night-in, night-out basis to do it. Rebounds, there's the Pete Nance factor. I think he's going to factor more, cut more into Baycott's rebounds than Brady Manick did last year. There's also the number of games. Yes, I think Carolina is going to make a deep ACC and NCAA tournament run, but that's not guaranteed. Take Oscar Sheboy from Kentucky as an example. He was ahead of Baycott last year in terms of double-doubles, but what happened to Kentucky, Pat Kilby? Well, Kentucky went home. Kentucky <laughs> went home in round one to St. Peter's, and so Oscar Sheboy couldn't get any more double-doubles because they didn't have enough. So just anything can happen. It's very, very difficult to do this, but I think that Armando Baycott is going to do it, set the NCAA all-time single-season record for double-doubles. There you go. Pack, what's your second one? All right, coming in at number two, R.J. Davis wins the Final Four's Most Outstanding Player. Oh, I love it. That's a great one. Uh, there's a lot that goes into this, okay? And a lot of it is opinion-based, I realize. But sure. first of all, Carolina has to be good enough to be in the Final Four. And they have to be good enough to win a national championship because usually the Final Four Most Outstanding Player goes to a player on the national title team. So um, that goes without saying. I'm predicting the Tar Heels to be there. <laughs> I'm predicting R.J. Davis to win the most outstanding player. And here's the deal, and this is why I ultimately chose this as my um, second prediction. Guys, R.J. Davis is the best player on the team. <laughs> and I, I firmly believe that. I think he possesses the most overall skill. Um, you know, probably the only thing that holds him back is his size. If, hey, if he is that a short person goal, joke? pack 
I'm hey, only no five knock. ten. Pack is like six five over here, taking no shots knock. at me. If Keep I could going. give RJ Davis my height, dude, I would <laughs> because he would be a lottery pick. That's right. He's going to give me some of that money. But uh, in all seriousness, I think he's a he's a really good player. In my opinion, he's the best overall player on the team, and he makes the Tar Heels go. And so I predict him to be the Final Four's most outstanding player. I love it. That's a great one, Pack. Great, great, great. Uh, here's my second bold prediction. The North Carolina Tar Heels in 2022-23 are going to have five double-digit scores. This has happened in UNC history just eight times, dating back to 1910-11. So in the entire, like eight might seem like a lot, but in the entire history of North Carolina, it's only happened eight times. Um, and in fact, one time, 1988-89, Carolina had six double-digit scores on one team. Can you, like, Pac, that's insane, right? Um, so, uh, most recently, the most three recent times this has happened, 0405, 0809, and then the year after the national championship, 1718. So, you know, there you go. Now, looking at last year's team, there were four double digit scores, Baycott, Love, Davis, and Manic. Manic's obviously gone, but Baycott, Love, and Davis all had 13 and a half points or higher per game. That's not going anywhere. They're going to keep doing all that. Um, and I think Nance is going to be number four. He obviously uh, won't replace Brady Manick scoring one for one. But in the three years at Northwestern, he averaged 20 plus minutes a game. He averaged 11.4 points per game, including 14.6 last year. Pete Nance is going to be a double digit scorer. The question is, who's going to be number five? And this pack is where my second bold prediction gets a little bit bolder because I don't think it's going to be leaky black. I'm suggesting the fifth double-digit scorer is a is a bench player, Seth Trimble. Ooh. So um, there is precedent for this. The 0405 team had five double-digit scorers. It wasn't starting Jackie Manuel. The fifth was Marvin Williams. And so I think that's what's going to happen this year is you're going to have um, the, the three returning starters that aren't leaky, Pete Nance, and then Seth Trimble coming off the bench. It could be Jalen Washington, but I think just because of him working back into game shape, I don't think at least early in the season, he's going to be getting there and that's going to hurt his per game average. So I'd love to see Leakey do it as well and get six double digit scores. But in his four years, he's never averaged more than six and a half. And I know, Pac, that you're all on board the Leakey double digit train and I hope it happens. Um, and you know what? That's a bold prediction. So I could have put it in here too, but I didn't. So five double digit scores. Uh, the three non-leaky starters, Pete Nance and Seth Trimble. There you go. So that, friends, are our first two bold predictions from both of us. We'll get to our third and fourth ones after I tell you a little bit about LinkedIn. The day These days, everyone, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredibly easy to create a free job post, so why not give it a try? Then add your job and purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill sets and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. You want to finish the year strong, and the right new hire can help you do just that. 
It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Pat, great stuff there from LinkedIn. I love your first two bold predictions and I'm ready for your third. All right. Well, before I get into mine, I'm kind of touch back on your last prediction. Do it. Do it. I like that prediction. Uh, if any Carolina fans paid attention, every year that we've won a national title, we've really had a prominent player come off the bench and make a huge difference. So if Seth Trimble's doing that, that bodes well for the target. So I like that. Yes, sir. Right. You know it. Coming in with number three, you know, I believe Carolina has the best backcourt in the country. So I, I touched on R.J. Davis already. Now I'm going to show Caleb Love some love. <laughs> and uh, what, I, what I'm thinking happens here is that Caleb Love plays himself into a 2023 lottery pick. Wow. And I know that he's kind of sitting on the outskirts this year, but here's the deal. Caleb Love's got the intangibles. He's got the ability. The question mark is, does he have the consistency? We're going to find this year that he does. He's going to be a mm. consistent three-point shooter. Uh, he's going to be really good effort and intensity-wise for probably 30 minutes a game, give or take a little bit. And I think, personally, with his body, his size, his ability, his athleticism, and then what he's going to grow and develop in as far as his consistency, he becomes a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Wow. Would love to see that. And just like you said about um, the, the bench players – uh, somebody coming off the bench and doing big things for great teams. This is the come up, the glow up that you got to have from big teams. So I love what you're doing with the backcourt there, Pac. And in fact, my next bold prediction combines your last two. And here's where mine's going. My number three, Caleb Love and RJ Davis are going to both shoot 40% or more from three-point range this year. And Caleb Love is going to break Justin Jackson's single-season made three-pointers record of 105, becoming just the second Tar Heel to make 100 three-pointers in the in a season. Meanwhile, R.J. Davis hits 90-plus himself. Now, here's why I, I like this one. Um, last year, Caleb Love made 93. R.J. Davis made 66. They both shot in the 36% range. Caleb Love shot 36%. RJ Davis shot 36.7% on fewer mm -hmm. attempts. I think this, um, like while neither of them have proven themselves to be 40% shooters on their career, that's why this is called bold predictions. And so my bold prediction is that both of these guys, the starting backcourt for the Tar Heels, are going to shoot over 40%, that consistency you just talked about, Pac, and while they do it, they're just going to hit a ton. Caleb Love's going to get over 100, and RJ Davis is going to get in the 90s. And as you said, if they're going to be the best backcourt in the nation, this is what they have to do to achieve that. Absolutely. Yeah. Fire that rock up, baby. Fire, Fire it. it. Let's see it. And you know Hubert <laughs> Davis is going to be loving it, loving it so hard. All right, Pac, hit us with your fourth bold prediction. All right, Tar Heel Nation, I don't know how y'all are going to feel about this one, but I firmly believe it, okay? I really do. So I'm just going to spit it out there. Let's hear it. Hubert Davis, this is a long-term prediction, by the way. 
Hubert Davis will have the most successful 15-year stint in Carolina basketball history. <laughs> I love it. That's now, awesome. I want to go on record right now saying I absolutely love Dean Smith, and I would do anything in this world for Roy Williams, okay? I love those men. But I'm all on board the Hubert Davis train. I think just his personality, the way he relates to athletes, mixed with the hot start that he's already gotten off to and will continue to to follow, man, I just think the next 15 years is really, really bright for the Tar Heels. And the cool thing is, even when our recruiting classes aren't great, like, you know, we're looking at 2023 right now and we're thinking, "Mm, you know, I don't know about that class. Guys, if you don't think Hubert Davis is going to land people in the transfer portal that can plug and play immediately, you're crazy. You got another thing coming. Exactly. And I just, man, I look at the program and where it's at right now, and I just think, you know, teams, you know, people are going to have a hard time keeping us out of the Final Four year in and year out. Now, I could be crazy and delusional, but I really don't believe that. I think Hubert's got this thing rolling in the right direction, and I think it's going to be the best 15 years in Carolina basketball history. Hey, this is bold predictions, man. You got to get a little bit crazy with it. And by the way, sometimes when you build your team around a whole bunch of freshman five stars, they all leave and then you're not building a program. You're just building a team for one year that is going to lose maybe in postseason. So just a little dirty secret of basketball right there. Okay, Peck. I love it. To add to that that real quick. Sorry. No, you're great. There's a a lot of talk about the NBA changing their rules to where um, players leaving high school can – Enter to enter into the NBA draft, our program's not going to be affected by that nearly as much as a lot of other ones. So I really exactly. like the trajectory where we're headed. Love that. Love to hear that noise. All right, here's my fourth one. This is about team free throw percentage. Last year, the North Carolina Tar Heels shot 76.4% as a team. That's the second highest in recorded program history. The highest was 78.3% in 1983 84. So the bold prediction, the 22-23 Tar Heels will shoot the highest team free throw percentage in Carolina program history and be the first team in Carolina history to make 80% of their free throws in the process as a team. Here's where that comes from. Of the of the returners, Leaky Black, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, and Justin McCoy all hit 80% of their free throws or higher. Now, with Justin McCoy's, it was like 12 out of 15, so very low uh, sample size there, but still, he did it. Now, um, in as part of that, Caleb Love and RJ Davis, not only did they make 80% or more, but they had the second and third highest attempts on the team, and I don't anticipate that going anywhere. Um, so much of this bold prediction coming true is going to hinge on how Armando Baycott shoots from the free throw line and how Pete Nance shoots from the free throw line. Now, Pete Nance, each of the past two years has hovered really close to 80%, had 76.8% uh, two years ago and 78.4% last year. And so I would predict him to make another 2 or 3% jump, get into that 80% range, but it all comes down to Armando Baycott. He, ha- he will have the most free throw attempts on the team. And last year, he only shot 67%. If these Tar Heels are going to make this bold prediction, he's got to get up. It doesn't have to be to 80%, but into the mid to upper 70s, I think would get Carolina there. Um, because your five most 
prolific free throw shooters are going to be those five starters, plus probably Puff, Johnson, and, and Seth Trimble, um, kind of in that range, No, especially knowing how Trimble attacks the rim. And so I, I, I'm putting that, here we go, 80% for the first time in Carolina program history, this team will make those free throws at that rate. A bold one, it's crazy, I know, but why not? <laughs> okay, Pat Kilby, we've each given our first four bold predictions. We've each got one more we're going to throw at you in just a second, folks, after I tell you a little bit about Bet Online, which is the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So, folks, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, pack. We got one more to go each. I'm ready for it. Hit us with your biggest, boldest, craziest prediction. All right. This one somewhat plays off of my last one. Or is it, it. It, I should say it's a factor into my last one. But here you go. North Carolina will become the first college basketball program since the Florida Gators to win back-to-back -back national championships. Now, there's a lot that goes into this, okay? So let me just go ahead and throw that out there and then kind of walk yep. you through it. And, okay, let's and do it. Talk about why it's bold, but it's realistic. This year, we're the favorites to win the title. Uh, Hubert seems to, to have the guys locked in and focused on that. I like our odds. I like our chances. I'm taking us to win the title this year. Okay. Now, more importantly, why I'm taking us to win the title in 2024. I think that Armando Baycott, returns for a super senior season with the Tar Heels to cement his legacy. I think R.J. Davis will return for his senior season. And then, guys, we're going to pair that with uh, Seth Trimble. Uh, we're going to pair that with Puff Johnson, Dontrez Styles, Jalen Washington, Simeon Wilcher, probably a couple of uh, transfer portal guys. Our roster's not going anywhere anytime soon. I like the Tar Heels to win back-to-back -back national titles with you know the national championship uh, appearance in 2022 that's a great three-year start for hubert davis that's why i think he's going to have an amazing 15 years and so that's my bold prediction wow pack that is strong <laughs> three back-to-back to back national championship appearances with the last two of them being national championships that is baller uh, before I get to my last one, I did have an, uh, a sixth one just in case you said one of mine. And so let me just quickly give you that. My, my bold prediction that won't make it into the list is that Leaky Black would be the National Defensive Player of the Year. I think this is unlikely because voters like blocks and steals, and that's not where Leaky shines as a defender. Let's be honest, blocks are often the result of missed defensive assignments. Steals often come as a result of a gamble. But Leakey makes his money by doing his work early and just does the hard work of shutting players down, which isn't sexy or glamorous. But uh, I think this is the year everyone wakes up and Leakey 
uh, wins that award. So that's a bold prediction that isn't technically on the list, but there you go. My actual last bold prediction comes in line with your last two. It's Hubert Davis related as well. This kind of blew my mind when I realized it and is why I put it onto this. Hubert Davis will become the first UNC coach dating back to the Frank McGuire era to win a conference regular season championship and a conference tournament championship in the same season in one of his first two years. Dating back to Frank McGuire, he didn't do that. Dean Smith didn't do that. Bill Guthridge didn't do that. Matt Doherty definitely didn't do it. Roy Williams did not do it. None of those coaches won a conference uh, regular season championship and conference tournament championship in the same year in one of their first two seasons. In fact, in all of those other coaches' first two seasons, only Bill Guthridge won a conference tournament championship in one of their first two seasons, and only Matt Doherty and Roy Williams won a regular season championship in one of their first two seasons. That's it out of this list, which is pretty crazy to me. Now, last year, Hubert Davis, the team finished second in the conference, tied for second, got the third seed, and obviously didn't win the tournament championship. So the reason I'm making this bold prediction is because I think, obviously, as, as Pac said earlier, with that 16-4 and four record for the ACC regular season, I think Carolina is talented and experienced enough to last across a 20-game ACC conference season and win out. And then I think they've got the depth that you have to have to win in a conference tournament environment when we get to uh, early March there, when we get to the ACC tournament. And so I think North Carolina is going to win the regular season ACC championship, the conference ACC tournament championship, and Hubert Davis will be the first coach in Carolina history to do that in one of his first two seasons. Woof. What do you think about it, Pac? I like it. I like it. The only thing that scares me, and I'm just this is I have literally no it's the stats tournament, the ACC stuff. tournament, the ACC. I'm tournament. with you. Yes, every time we win it, it feels like we don't perform as well in the NCAA tournament. One hundred percent. Probably just a like superstition thing. I don't have any stats to back that up. Just no, I mean there there are some stats. Many times when Carolina has lost in the semifinals is when they've won the national, gone on to win the national championship, and so. Um, I mean, there is precedent for that being a reality. And we saw it last time they won the conference tournament championship was, was it 17, 18? I'm blanking on it. Um, but it was, a, it was a really strong team that I thought was ready to make a good March run. And then they just didn't. Um, now, part of that might have been, that was, if, if memory is serving me correctly, that was also the year that they like caught a disease or a virus from whoever they played in the first round. And um, like, cause Nas little got sick and some like, I think Cam Johnson got sick. I, if all that is, is the same thing. Uh, it could be, but um, so yeah, that was my only hesitation of making that bold prediction. Is like, I just don't want them to be worn out from the conference tournament for what they got to do in, in the real deal. So yeah, there you go. Well, and if you think I, about it, you yeah, know, keep going. Be- Three, you know, three games you have to win in the ACC tournament, and then six in March Madness. In postseason basketball, it's tough to win nine games. Who you are, it's tough. So that's another thing that I don't know stacks the odds against you if you if you want to use that term. But but it's tough. So it very much is tough. I'm looking uh, while we're still talking here to see if I can look back if that was in fact that season they won. Um, no, it wasn't that season. They lost to Virginia in the uh, ACC tournament championship. 
that year. It must have, maybe it was 1819 when that happened. Bear with me, everybody. No. All right. Somebody out there is screaming because they know when this was that we're talking about and, and Carolina kind of fell off the map there, but um, we'll have to figure that out. Hopefully somebody will let us know. It definitely wasn't 1920. We know that for sure. Um, <laughs> and so there you go. Pack any, any takeaways from our bold predictions or, or anything else you want to say about it? Yeah, my takeaway is if we can make predictions this bold fairly comfortably, we're going to be pretty good. So I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing is, is while these are unlike, they're more unlikely to happen than to happen. Um, I, I, I very much see a path where, probably, you know, not all 10 of these are going to come to fruition, but there are some of these that very legitimately could be part of this upcoming season or the next decade and a half to talk more about <laughs> one of yours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey. Oh goodness. Well, I had, whatever I had to get some Hubert Davis love in there. Oh, absolutely you do. <laughs> absolutely you do. And I, I really I know we said it at the top. I can't wait to hear the bold predictions that listeners and watchers are putting into the comments um, to see what people's thoughts are um, about ours and their own. I think it should be some fun engagement to talk through and can't wait to read those. So Pat Kilby, this has been a fun exercise. I love yours. Thank you so much for preparing them and for sharing them. Uh, man, there's going to be some great more shows with Pat coming in the weeks ahead leading up to the first game. And then obviously we'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about then. But as for today, that is it for this episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for joining us. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow Pat at Coach underscore K23. You can follow me at Isaac shade get more on the acc by making locked on acc your second listen of the day host candace cooper and the local experts of locked on take you around the conference in 30 minutes five days a week we really appreciate you spending your hump day hanging out with us listening to these bold predictions hopefully you had as much fun with it as we did and we want to remind you coach pat kilby and i do that it is always a great day to be a target all right folks until tomorrow Peace.